0: The first time I sat down with Senator Jim DeMint was after celebrating Dr. Ben Carson's 70th birthday at Mount Vernon. I had the honor of being the MC at that event, and uh, Senator DeMint was one of the very honored guests. And we just met by happenstance at a hotel in D.C. the next morning, he was having breakfast and we walked by. I told him a little about the economic war room, and I invited him to come in the next time he was in town. And here he is.
1: Yeah, Welcome, we Senator DeMint. Oh, it's great to be in Texas. Great fall weather. Uh, seems like most of the time I'm here, it's in the middle of summer. It's pretty tough, like South Carolina. But I uh, know it's great. It's great to be on your show.
0: Well, it's great to have you here. I followed your career for a number of years. I mean, you, first when you went into the House and then you went into the Senate and then at the Heritage Foundation. But you've started something new. You're the founder and chairman of the... Uh, Conservative Partnership Institute.
1: That's right. There's one thing I've figured out after trying and helping to elect a lot of good people, the big problem in Washington is we don't take care of the good people when they get there and we can talk more about CPI later but uh, the whole idea is to support folks who are who are in the good fight.
0: Yeah well you've served our country for multiple decades but you started in market research. How does a guy go from market research into politics?
1: Uh, well, actually it turned out to be a good fit. I was in the advertising business and research became one of my specialties I, I started doing strategic planning and started my own company And so I was doing a, a lot of marketing messaging communication work uh, And someone asked me to um, help with their campaign for Congress Now I was like a, almost a Many Americans who are just too busy with four kids, family, small business, to be involved in politics. And I'm, but I saw, working with that campaign, with some of the the strategies, marketing th- that that I'd done my whole life, that you could create a a, a brand with a person that could be appealing to people. And uh, this congressman who had no chance against an incumbent. Uh, uh, a democrat actually one is race it made me look like a political genius so you know but um, it, 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 but it got me interested in a lot of the issues and i began to see the connection with the things i cared about with political policies And uh, so I I ended up running for Congress. Uh, Term limited myself. I didn't want to stay. uh, And I stayed for six years in the House, and I decided the Senate was the problem. So I I ran for the Senate, but I also limited myself in the Senate. And that's how I ended up on the outside afterwards. But, um, you know, hadn't made as much progress as we hoped on some issues, but it has given me a lot of hope in Americans. If if we can show them, you know, where the target is, uh, they'll go after it.
0: Well, let's talk about the market research. What let go back to your old job? Mm-hmm. What would you be seeing today? What do you see about Americans today? Uh, what are they feeling? What are they thinking?
1: Well, a lot of what you do in market research, particularly for consumer products, is what what are the trends, but but trends with um, in the whole industry. But you look at what what do the customers want? What do they need? What do they don't have? How can you fill those those gaps? And I think if you look at the American people now. Uh, there are a lot of things that they want, um, just but they're they're not necessarily political. They they just want uh, to live a peaceful life. They want to live in security, have opportunities, good jobs, a good schools, send their kids. They're very basic things, and the, the disconnect is is just by wanting to do that and be a part of it. A lot of us who have, are, are working on that side of it have just let the political sphere take over our lives gradually, little right. by little, and without knowing it or not knowing what we can do about it. And Kevin, what I hear more around the country than anything else is they'll say, thanks for fighting. We're praying for you. Well, what can I do? What can I do? I don't know what to do. Really? And, and Americans want to do something, but they're tired of being lied to. They don't know what the truth is anymore. Um, and they ask, okay, what, what media can I go to to find out what's really true? And so people are almost begging for, okay, what's true? What, what's true about COVID? What's true about the border? What's true about climate change? They just feel like they're being lied to.
0: Well, the answer to give them is economic worry. I, I We've covered is. all those topics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I, I see two completely different visions uh, one of them is liberty-driven. One of them believes in, in Judeo-Christian Western civilization values. One of them provides the family as a central unit. And then the other vision is, is a top-down control, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but Marxist kind of view, collectivist view. Uh, and, and yet they've been traditionally better at marketing their vision to meeting
1: people's needs than the ones who have the real answers. Yeah, but that's why the left is always trying to give things away. I've, I've said uh, very often that uh, those of us on the, on the right, conservatives, are trying to sell vegetables and the, the the Democrats are giving away free candy. And we know the vegetables are better for you, but it's so much easier to, to take something that's free. And that's what you see all these child tax credits, everything that they're pouring on. The more people dependent on the government, the more political power they have. But the things that you mentioned that people want are, are essentially American ideas and a lot of us have been working on this whole idea of what we call the American movement because it's no longer just Republican and Democrat or liberal conservative it's the people who love this country and the things that make it great and you mentioned a lot of them and those that really hate what is essentially American. They're anti-American and we need to, need to invite people who love the country and the ideals of self-reliance and hard work and marriage and family and uh, community and church, those things that are uh, essential to America, we need to invite them to be a part of this American movement. Um, And that's what we intend to do is make it, it's not just politics. As a matter of fact, that should be a small part of it. Uh, But there are these American ideals that made this country so exceptional that we have to we have to go back to.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you actually point out the opposite. This uh, headline caught my eye in The Federalist. Every policy idea Democrats come up with is designed to destroy America. Wow. <laughs> well, it, it,
1: it, it is. An, a, I mean, I, I hate to say this, Kevin, but I've worked with Democrats for 20 years now. I've got some Democrat friends. But I think at this point, there are only two kinds of Democrats. There are those that are misled and those that are evil. And I think the evil people are the ones that are actually pulling the strings right now. They really have a worldview that's completely anti God, it's anti American. It's against those liberty concepts that you just talked about. And, and there are a lot of other people who are just deceived. Um, and, and, and a lot of them think they're, they're doing the right thing by helping people and giving them more. When, in fact, we know we destroy lives and families the way we give things away that really trap people in poverty and trap them in failing schools. And, and in a lot of ways, the left wants them trapped there because that's where they can get their vote and control them.
0: Yep. Well, this is this is what we talk about the economic war room. We believe it's a spiritual battle manifesting as an economic battle. Mm-hmm. So we call it economic warfare because it's generally all about the money. We're going to have to take a break. But when we come back, I'd like to talk with you about some solutions, ways we solve those problems. Senator, in addition to that... Uh, um, Article I read, where you're talking about the Marxist Democrat ideas to destroy America. You also wrote a more hopeful piece. I saw it in Town Hall. It says, uh, first Virginia, next Biden's tax mandate. Why and how are you linking those two issues?"
1: Well, it, it Virginia shows that we can make a difference if we stand together, if we work hard, if we get a fairer vote count, which I think we got this time in Virginia. There, but there are a lot of things in these spending bills that the Democrats are trying to push through Congress right now that could fundamentally change our country, and that's what they want to do. They, they, A lot of the money that they're pushing in the Green New Deal stuff are just the kind of socialist spending, creating more dependency, more corporate Welfare in effect more cronyism uh, and in pushing a lot of the, the social agenda that moves people into dependency and uh, That and that's one of the biggest problems in America now is we need to do everything we can to keep people from being dependent That doesn't mean we we don't have safety nets, but we don't create Hammocks and snares and so once people get in a program they can't get out of it uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful about America just because I feel like it's pe- that people are waking up. That's what we saw in Virginia, as, and, and this was parents. A lot of it was as, uh, faith motivated because they were Christian people who saw what their children were being taught in schools, and then the politicians were saying, "You have no business." being involved with your school. And when you start making moms mad, uh, that's a pretty powerful force. And we just need to engage that all over the country.
0: And we're seeing that with the vaccine mandates as yeah. well, that people are standing up and saying, hey, look, I, I'm not anti-vaccine, but I am
1: pro-choice, <laughs> at yeah. least in
0: this respect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, the, but the data, they keep talking about science. The data shows that children are more at risk from the flu than they are Covid, and we haven't been forcing children to wear masks and get shots and everything for, for the flu for years, even though it can be deadly to yeah. for for children. Uh, so th- they're just they're not telling us the truth. They're obviously purposely exaggerating the threat for for a lot of groups of people, and and it's to manipulate us. And that's what worries me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the good news is you with the Conservative Partnership Institute are bringing some of the best and the brightest conservative minds together, and I love that. And, and you know. We- We've, I've long said the, the left hates each other, yeah. but they work very well together on our side we love each other but we don't work so well together
1: well you're you're right and one of the purposes of cpi is just the recognition that there is not a there's not a hub in the movement that's making it all work better together and so the conservative partnership is there to support members of congress their staff help them get great staff train their staff so they know how the place works but also get all A lot of the conservative groups working together to support the good people on the inside, but also to get the message to the American people more consistent and positive. And so what we try to do, (coughs) excuse me, Kevin, is to get those, is to make other groups more effective and try to keep our heads below the radar and not take any credit. but to make the whole movement better.
0: Well, I I looked at your website, and there's a tremendous video. I'd like to show it for our audience. Let's be clear. Washington, D.C. is not like any other city in America. Here, 250 years of political horse trading, partisan power shifts, and backdoor politicking have resulted in gridlock that is crushing the American people. Conservatives come here from across the country, and they're hit by a system filled with career politicians and unelected bureaucrats fighting to hold them back. D.C. may be stuck, but this is a conservative partnership, and we're about an American movement. We've
1: trained conservative outsiders from day one, and let me tell you, the swamp doesn't like it when you fight back. There is a real anti-American movement here, and they are determined to pit us against each other. Which is why, when you take a stand here, you have to know someone has your back. For years, I've worked on the Hill shaping conservative policy. I've seen the courage it takes to step up and move out, to not just get in line and go along. Conservatives all across this nation are tired of feeling our nation
0: slip into darkness.
1: Because this isn't a game. Families are bearing a burden
0: they didn't ask for. And we're at risk of it getting far worse.
1: We're talking about standing up for the fundamental truths upon which this nation was founded. Now, more than ever, conservatives need to lead the way. CPI is here to make sure they can.
0: CPI provides a home for conservatives, and that is sorely needed. CPI is exactly what the conservative
1: movement has long been missing. They support me when the pressure is on. CPI is getting us informed on the issues of the day and making sure we have the ammunition to fight back. They give us a place to share the truth.
0: This really is a place that feels like home.
1: They are committed to one
0: America for all Americans. CPI provides the resources we need to help us win.
1: Here at CPI, our mission is to fight back against those who want to divide our country and erase the principles and values that have made America the greatest nation in history. We're taking action by providing resources, facilities, and staff that conservatives have never had before. The need has never been greater. The time to get in this fight is now. What we're building is much more than just a home for conservatism in D.C. We're building a movement for what is right all across the country. A movement for conservatives already in the fight. A movement for America.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, I know one of your projects that you helped launch, uh, Dr. Carson and the American Cornerstone Institute, and we've had him on our program, and he's a great friend of the Economic War Room. Tell us, pick one other. We, we just have a minute before the break. Tell us one other idea that you're working on.
1: Well, the election integrity, which uh, we mentioned before, uh, we talked about before the show, uh, a lot of what we do is just take care of people once they get there. But we also look for gaps in the movement that, that aren't being feel- filled. And if we can't get a fair vote count across America, this whole democratic system will collapse. And so Cleta Mitchell, who you saw in that video, is the best election attorney in the country. She works with us now as a senior uh, partner. And she's been working with states like Virginia, and we're going to be working in Wisconsin and in Pennsylvania, that we've got about 10 target states where we, we know that there was a lot of mischief, let's call it, in, in the vote counting. And we're, we think we helped in Virginia and that we can do a lot of the same things in, in actually 50 states we're producing materials for. So that's a bit big project for us right now, but our whole goal is to, to take this whole idea of the conservative movement and help people see what it really is as an American movement and we have to build it together.
0: Well, oh, and getting people to work together, which, I mean, we see each other, you know, at the meetings and, and so forth, but actually having a place, a hub, where people can come together and get the best and information, best information sharing, it really is a great project. Yeah, thank you. So we're going to have to take another break. Okay. But when we come back, I want to talk about your novel. Oh, thank you. Satan's Dare. I mean, it, it, that's an intriguing title, and, and it's a nice, thick book. It's a fiction, work of fiction, but I hear there's a lot of truth in it. I just got your new book, Satan's Dare, on my Kindle. I'm looking forward to I love real books. I like to, I like to flip through them. That's a full-length novel, though, as I skim through. It's 300-some pages there.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, Satan's Dare, I think, is the most important thing I've ever written. Uh, Wait a minute,
0: stop a second.
1: Say that again. Satan's Dare is the most important thing I've ever written. It's a work of fiction, it's a story. Oh, uh, it's. Well, I've been researching it for almost 15 50- 15 years and the content of it is is, is all about truth. It, it's really a debate between biblical truth and science and the end result is science actually proves the Bible is true, that God did create the earth. But we built it into a story so people could relate to it. You've got two pastors in the book that go through terrible tragedies. One, one becomes the world's greatest atheist after that. Wow. The other struggles with his faith. And fights with God about what happened, but they these two end up in a debate. And and through that debate they bring out a lot of the truth of the Bible. And you know, my, my burden here is I just I know this country was founded on uh, Judeo-Christian ideas as you mentioned before faith and freedom go together you can't have freedom without the faith component and I just feel like so much of this country has forgotten the truths of the Bible and are afraid to defend it and so this book while it is a fiction in the sense uh, a novel with a story it's all about truth and that's the whole point point. and people who've read it t- have told me it, it did more to confirm their faith than anything they'd ever read You know, Josh McDowell said there's more truth in it than just about any nonfiction he ever read. And Josh has been working on truth and evidence uh, for his whole life. Uh, But what it proves is that statistics science show that God had to create this earth and all the complexity related to it. But it also talks about. Jesus and and how unique Jesus was in all the world and why we need the blood of Jesus to get to that new heaven uh, That is talked about in, in the Bible because he's the only one who's ever lived in this world who had spiritual and physical blood and the whole purpose of this life is God is going to unify the physical and the spiritual in, in this new heaven and earth and if you want to go there You've got to have the only blood that's both physical and spiritual, and that's just one of the concepts in the book that yeah. comes out through debate. And there's students and uh, researching and looking at it uh, at a Christian college. There, there's an atheist. There's a pastor, and you know a lot, maybe a lot of traditional theologians will find some um, fault with some of the theories they come up with. But there are questions I've asked myself. And I want answers to them. And, and and I just found this whole process of researching and writing it just gave me just tremendous confidence in, in, in the Bible in, in God, uh, and God. Th- and that the, the, the Bible is true and it's proved itself. But that's important because if it doesn't matter if you've got a Christian church. What I've seen is they become as woke as the leftist politicians if they no longer teach the Bible as truth.
0: Oh, no question.
1: And, and so there is a bridge between satan's dare and by the way the title came from the first chapter of job where satan dares god to remove jobs blessing saying if you do he'll curse you and one of the theories of the book is that actually this battle in heaven we hear about is being fought by believers that our prayers and worship while we're in this life is proving satan wrong and answering Satan's dare. So I think people will find it maybe one of the most fascinating things they've ever read. They might not agree with all the theories the characters come up with, but the point is not necessarily to create, it's not to create a new theology. It's just to give people confidence in what is really true. Well, letting them
0: see the questions being asked that they may have in their well, own hearts. We all have them. And we're afraid to ask them because we don't know if they're answers. Jesus wasn't afraid. He G, Jesus welcomed questions. Yeah. He welcomed them. And you're borrowing from
1: Jesus because you're storytelling. Yeah. You're taking great truth and putting it into stories. Yeah, and yeah. Jesus told us how we could find truth. He so You know me and my word, you'll know, you'll know the truth. And then the truth will set you free. Uh, America is about freedom. But right. to be free, we have to know the truth. And people are being lied to today, and they don't know how to defend it. And But it begins, all knowledge, wisdom, understanding begins with God. And how can we have education w- without that? I mean... W- you know,
0: and How can you have science without, the, honestly, you're just blindly exploring if you don't understand some of the truths in the Bible? And the truth, I read enough of it to know that over and over and over, science is ultimately proven. You know, I, one passage I saw, uh, where, where you referenced a, a U.K. Uh, newspaper article
1: that all people came probably from two individuals yeah, that's right we've seen studies like that come up uh and again they're just uh, a lot of different ways you can look at what the bible is saying particularly about creation and adam and eve and the age of the world and these are questions we have but i can guarantee you that statistics science prove that there has to be god and um And also, we know historically that Jesus did live. I mean, there's really no argument about that. And uh, that there's a lot of witnesses more than uh, almost any other historical event that he rose from the dead. He was seen after he was crucified. And uh, Josh McDowell does a lot better job than I do of documenting a lot of these things. Um, But Christians need to have confidence in their faith. And they need to go out and when all this wokeism is coming from an absence of belief in God. God uh, and, and the left knows that you can't have two masters and they want God uh, they, they want the government to be th- their God and, and and they act like it's doctrine but that's why tyrants always want to get rid of God the Bible and right. particularly Christianity because it competes for authority and if our authority is in God we're going to live as a free people but if our authority is government we will not.
0: Well, that's an interesting passage you use because you can't serve two masters. You'll love one and hate the other or hate one and love the other. And we're seeing a lot of people who hate God and we're seeing a lot of people who hate government. And the reality of it is is that we are to love God and not, and, and He only shall we serve. Yeah. And government, we're not supposed to serve. That's
1: exactly, they're supposed to serve us. Right. And, and our rights come from God, not from government. And I think the reason all of this is getting confused today is we've just lost the source that we were all created equal and the government doesn't make us equal, we're created that way and we've just, even in the Christian church, so many mainstream denominations now have kind of moved away from the truth of the Bible, particularly biblical morality, which offends a lot of people because all of us are sinners, and <laughs> we don't like to talk about it. Uh, but I just would love to see more people read Satan's Dare and 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 start debating these ideas publicly and have confidence in what they believe. Yeah, well, I
0: appreciate it. I'm looking forward to reading the novel. I think there's a great movie in there based on what you've described. The story is, uh, but uh, thank you so much, Senator, for your for your public service. And and one of the things I want to point out. This is about money as much as anything else, and Senator DeMint's doing a great work with the Conservative Partnership Institute. You need to learn more about that. But if you want to learn more about that and the economic war, you need our free economic battle plan. Go to economicwarroom.com forward slash battleplans and you can get your free copy. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.